Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish dash tech dash news. Hello and welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. I have a great honour and privilege of introducing you today a man who is a former banking executive turned entrepreneur with an amazing story to tell. Introducing Coach JV. Coach, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, man. Just honored to be here. Thank you, brother. Thanks so much for joining us. Coach, you've got a really interesting story to tell. And so my opening question is going to be, if you can just tell us a little bit how you started out in early life. Yeah, I started out... Um, just like anybody else trying to find myself, man. So I was born in, we'll start at the beginning. No, let's get born in 1976. I was born in Arizona and I was just born to a, a middle-class family, parents, good parents. Um, just had some stuff that happened to me as a child that really started to program my subconscious mind. And I was one of those kids that got picked on as a kid. I was overweight as a kid, didn't, didn't ever play in the sports. I was always left out. And so I developed this insatiable appetite for becoming something in the physical world. And so that appetite uh, when I went into the military to try to find myself, wasn't the right alignment for me. I'm a very entrepreneurial spirit. I served my country, came back. And then that whole time, um, I had this appetite just to try to prove to somebody that I was something. And there was this line that was being drawn in the physical world. And that line just drove me deeper and deeper into this worldly thing that we live in um, and expectations, right? And so I kept trying to uh, become something outside of myself. And that turned me into, um, bodybuilding. And so bodybuilding became something that I used as my crutch, as my outlet, as my, um, almost like something to prove to the world, I was a somebody. And so from that point on, I became a competitive bodybuilder. When I got out of the military, I started a bodybuilding company. Um, and throughout that journey, I had gone so deep into the material world and so deep into the physical world and so deep into this, um, a worldly thing of trying to prove something that, you know, I started taking steroids. I started competing in bodybuilding and steroids led into uh, recreational drugs. And then I had an injury, which led into some opiates. Um, and then next thing, you know, um, I'll, you know, spare you the whole story, but I became a full blown opiate addict, uh, in less than three years. And on December 18th, 2006, I ended up taking my life, one of the most selfish acts you can do. But within that paradigm that I lived in, in the physical world that I was trying to prove to that I was somebody, um, I found no other way out. And so I know a lot of people in the times that we're living in now are struggling with that type of paradigm where they think that there's something outside of them that's going to heal them. You know, I had the cars at the house. I had the club promotion. I had the, the everything, everything you could think of within the physical world. But for some reason, the further I reached outside of myself, the deeper the gap got inside of me. And like I said, on December 18th, 2006, I ended up attempting suicide, man. So that's where I'll kind of leave it off right there. It's just, it was a selfish act, but it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me. Wow. Wow. That's it. That's, that's certainly a big, a big statement. And um, to say, to say the least, how did you, how did you find yourself in, in that dark place? Um, coach, how, how, how did it get to that point? You know, you were going you know, through, you know, you were bodybuilding and then all of a sudden it was steroids. How, how did it reach such a, a dark, a dark place for you? 
So great question. So, you know, our parents always tell us we're the sum of the five people we hang out with, right? And there could be, our parents tell us that, but they, I don't think they understand what they mean by that. And so you are the sum of the five people you hang out with and you become the vibration or the alignment of the five people you hang out with. And so my environment started to change, obviously, when I went into bodybuilding. Now, I'm not saying bodybuilding is bad. This is not a bash against bodybuilding. But the appetite that I had for being somebody and the steroids started to make me feel somewhat superhuman. My body started to change pretty dramatically. And so I started to compete. I started to hang out with different level of people. I started to understand that some of these bodybuilders were hanging out in the nightclub. So as you can see, my environment went from clean cut military guy to hanging out with different types of people. So my environment and frequency started to change. And as my frequency environment started to change, the people started to change. And once the people started to change, the actual activity started to change. And next thing you know, I'm in clubs, you know, three, four nights a week. And I started to promote at clubs. And so my whole ecosystem changed what I was seeing, what I was hearing, what I was ingesting, what I was doing to my body. And I became a completely different person, like a completely different person. And what was happening was, is everything I was reaching for, you know, I ended up in some bodybuilding magazines, all this stuff, but it never satisfied that appetite because it was, there's nothing that can be satisfied outside of yourself. So I had it, um, I was very insecure, insecure, broken little boy, you know, even at like 27 years old. And so I ended up getting a leg injury and I took an opiate uh, for the leg injury. And I had never felt a feeling like that in my life. All of a sudden I, I, I could carry on a conversation and I felt confident and I got addicted to that feeling. So the next day I took it for the injury. And then the next day I took it for, to work out. Then the next day on Monday, I took two because it made me feel good. And then two became five and then five became 20. And the next thing you know, I was doing recreational drugs like cocaine. And then I started doing ecstasy. And every time I went down the deeper rabbit hole, the environment changed, the people changed, the things I was ingesting changes, the things that I was seeing was changing. And the things that were completely abnormal to me before became normal because you are the sum of the five people you hang out with. And so what happened is my appetite to try to be somebody just kept making me more empty. And it didn't matter. You know, I had H2 Hummer. That didn't work. <laughs> the house, that didn't work. I had everything, everything you could think within the physical world, but I had never solved the problem that was me. And so the opiates became my crutch and it became my, um, it became an addiction. And then next thing you know, I was a full-blown addict for almost three years. And the last year was just a disaster, man. It was, I was taking, ended up doing an injectable painkiller that I was taking every 20 minutes. Um, I ran through thousands and thousands of dollars. I was disrespected my family, um, just a completely low vibration paradigm. And so that's how I got to the point. Um, and then I ended up uh, losing all my money, every single dime, uh, had to shut my business down. I disappointed a bunch of people. And in, in my mind, state of mind that I was in, it, nothing else was possible, but because I couldn't see, I couldn't see anything past that moment. I was like, there's no way my life is going to become better. There's no way I can improve my life because I didn't, I had never experienced anything outside of that low vibration. So. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's pretty remarkable. Um, I think that, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on here today is because obviously, you know, here's a guy who in 2022, uh, you know, has, has built multiple seven figure companies, uh, millions of followers online and you're someone who thousands of people around the world look up to as a coach and as a mentor. And it's hard to believe that that same person has come from, you know, such a struggle, such, you know, such a hard time from, you know, drug addiction to, you know, attempting to take your own life. So if we if we have a listener right now who finds themselves in a hard place and, you know, is struggling the way you are struggling how how do you find your way back from rock bottom? 
Wow. So, so it's like, you think about the uh, iceberg versus a lighthouse, right? A lighthouse always has to be tended to a lighthouse has a very selfish job, right? So if a lighthouse is not tended to, if a lighthouse is not taken care of, if the light bulb goes out, it can't guide the ships back. But most people are living as an iceberg An iceberg is very surface, right? And the surface we're here. And then underneath the water, there's this big subconscious mind program. And if you have you ever seen an iceberg, right? You see the little top out there sinking ships over and over again. But what I want to talk about is how deep rooted your subconscious mind in this pattern that has probably been passed down from generation to generation. So if somebody's in this position and feeling hopeless, what I want to share with you is there's hope. Number one, number two, it's okay to not be okay. And number three, everything is frequency. And there's some steps I can walk you through to really help you understand how I got out of this. So step one is the secret brought this to us back in, I think it was 2006, 2005, the book called the secret, right? She basically took some biblical stuff and made it very simplistic and said, thoughts become things. Well, why do thoughts become things? Thought is a frequency, right? Thought is a frequency. We're talking through a zoom right now. We're talking on a microphone. It's our voices are going through frequency, right? So what you put behind the words, I am becomes your truth. So most people are like, I am not worthy. And the average human has 80,000 thoughts a day. Most of the thoughts are negative and they're from the day before. So we follow the same pattern every morning. So we get up, we grab the same cup of coffee. You get in the second car at the exact same time. You bitch and complain about your job at the exact same time. You hit the same lights at the exact same time. Well, the problem is you're just repeating the same thoughts over and over again. So you're getting the same results. So the first thing is to change the great I am. So I started to say, I am beautiful. I'm healthy. I'm abundant. Now I was recovering from drugs coming off a of suicide. So I didn't feel it, but I kept saying it. And I was just like, I trust this book, the secret. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to focus on it. So I said, I am healthy. I'm abundant. I'm wealthy. I created a vision board, right? So I'll go into that next. So once I created the great I am within myself, I noticed that things started to change. There was like, and I didn't know it until just 16 years later, which I just went on a spiritual journey and it just hit me about frequency. Okay. I didn't know I was doing that back then. All I knew is that things were starting to change. It was starting to improve. So after that, I'm like, okay, so well, how the hell do I, okay, it's, it's easy to say thoughts become things, but then how do you fix it from there on? Like, right, you can fix it. What I did was I created a positive point. So I looked at people within the physical world that I wanted to emulate. Not that I wanted to like become, but I, that you have to pick somebody that it's like, okay, maybe it's coach JV. And you're like, I want to be where he's at after 16 years. It's like, you would take me and then you would look at all the activities and behaviors that I do as a human being. And you just emulate that. So I created the positive point. I reverse engineered it backwards. And I did the same activities that these people do. I started waking up early in the morning. I started exercising early in the morning. I started fasting in the morning. I started allowing my mind to start to work properly. So what I noticed is my gut and mind started to connect my vibration started to change. My great I am started to change. Okay. Then after that, I started to understand it. Okay. So once I have the positive point, I need to follow the patterns consistently. So if you've ever been to Arizona or in America, there's a thing called the Grand Canyon. Now the Grand Canyon is this massive, beautiful Canyon. Well, how did, was it created? It was created because water went over the rocks consistently over and over and over and over again. But if you look above at the Grand Canyon, it's actually a snake and it goes in and out. Well, why does it move like that? Because if you look consistently and you go for a long enough period of time with a positive activity, it's not going to be a perfect straight road, but mm. eventually you will carve out your new life. It's going to look like a zigzag though. Sometimes you're going to hit a rock and it's okay. You're going to move to the right. And then maybe you find a new job and it's like, it's oh boom, you move to the left. And what happens is eventually you build this Canyon and that Canyon is your new subconscious mind programming, right? So once you start to create that positive point, then you start to create your own behaviors. Now, the key is, is frequency. I want to, this is something I just, uh, so I just came back from a spiritual journey in Peru. I was sitting on a bench 
in a garden and probably the most beautiful place in the world, in my opinion. So I'm working with my shaman. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I had this vision where I'm like 16 years ago, I was sitting in a crack house. 16 years later, sitting in Peru on a bench that looks like the Garden of Eden. I'm like, how did that happen? It was frequency. So what I did was, is I changed my great I am. I changed the environment, which has frequency. I changed the food that I was ingesting that has frequency. And I'll prove the frequency part in just a moment. I changed the people, the environment, the food, the visual, and the hearing for a consistent amount of time. And I held on to it as long as I could, knowing that it was going to be up and down. But every time I came down, I reset to a higher low, like the stock market. And I would reset at that higher low. I would revisit my old self. And then I would set a new uh, resistance point, And then I would move up from there. And then I would find a new level of mentor. And then I would move up from there. And so now we sit 16 years later, and I'm just a frequency machine. That's all I am. So if someone's Right now, what they have to do is, to, here's, here's tactical, look at your life, okay? Who are you surrounded by? The five people you're surrounded by are so important. I guarantee if you're stuck on drugs or alcohol, you're probably hanging out with people that drink. Or you, It's not a personal thing. It's your life. You have to separate yourself from those people, number one. Number two is you have to start to change the narrative in your brain because the, the narrative you have is deep-rooted in your subconscious mind programming. And the thing you're reaching for outside of yourself is from deep-rooted subconscious mind programming. This could be generational stuff that's in there, right? Once you find that positive point, copy their activity. If you can't figure out your own, copy their activities. You have to do it consistently enough to be able to develop the frequency. And then what happens is everything you need. So just so you know, happiness is available. Abundance is available. Wealth is available. Healing is available. Somebody has it right now. You just have to match the frequency. So once you match the frequency, it's like a magnet. Doesn't mean you're not going to go back down to low level frequency, but imagine you're going to reattract that, right? So your battle is once you attract the new frequency is trying not to go back down to the old frequency. But once you get to the new frequency, what I did was I built an avatar of myself. What am I listening to? What am I eating? What am I hearing? Who am I around? And anytime I fall off track, I go back to that avatar. I literally built an avatar of myself. And so, uh, you know, that's very tactical on what you could do because, and I just want to tell you guys like, how deep I was. And I want to give people encouragement. I mean, I was, I, when my first overdose, my first one, I ended up in the hospital. I think it's on, should be on record at the hospital I had nine different medications in my system. So think about where I was at and where I'm at now. I'm clean and sober. That, that guy doesn't even exist anymore. John Vasquez died. I became JV. Now I became coach JV. And now for my spiritual journey coming back, now I'm CJV, right? And so what are those people? Those are all just vibrational frequencies throughout a physical experience. So what I'm hearing here, coach, is, you know, in order to match the frequency of the ideal person you're looking to become, you need to look and find the model of that ideal person, go and emulate their behaviors. And all of a sudden, then you creep closer to this new person who you're becoming. Have I got that right? Yes. So real, I'm glad you brought that up. And the way you explained it is perfect. So as you're, cause, cause right now think about it, if you're in that position or maybe you've lost a business or you just got divorced or somebody broke up with you, it, it's hard to find yourself, right? So, so you're, you're giving yourself a North star, as you said, you're emulating the behaviors as you're trying to find yourself. And now, how do you know if you're in alignment with yourself? It's a gut, it's a sacral feeling, you know, what's right or wrong. 
you know what feels good and you know what feels bad, right? So the North Star allows you to emulate somebody long enough to where you can start to find your own patterns. And when you start to do that, it'll open up that awareness for you. And it's important to ask your brain questions. I want to bring this up because this is something that's changed my whole life is your subconscious mind is just, it's Google, basically. This is very important to understand. I highly recommend everybody looks up Dr. Joe Dispenza. Is instead of saying, I am a millionaire, ask your brain this question, okay? What are the steps to becoming a millionaire? Your brain has to answer the question. That's really important. Science has proven that your brain is like Google. So when you type in, what are the steps to become a millionaire? Your brain has to solve that problem. And so it's really important to ask what the steps are. And so like the North star is really important, but as you're finding the North star, I love that you said that is you want to find out who you are, right? Because every single human being has a different fingerprint, a different DNA. Not one of us is created exactly alike, which is the beautiful part of it, but there are great examples and great North stars in order to get you up off the ground, to get you to the point where you start to crawl when you start to walk. But when you start to run, the key is to run back to yourself right? It's done. You're done after a while emulating other people because you want to become your true self. And what you're seeing in front of you or hearing in front of you is the true manifestation of me. I'm not coach JV. I'm not CJV. I'm not John Vasquez. I'm not a crypto coach. I am me. What is manifesting in my physical world is me. It's the vibrational frequency that I hold and what God is aligned to me based on who I truly am. So that's your main goal is to try to get to who you truly are. I love that. I think, you know, I think this is going to be really useful information for someone who finds themselves in a difficult position in life at the moment and, you know, needs to look to someone who's overcome that and, and, and reached, you know, su such, you know, great heights, I suppose, uh, in respect to business and, and, you know, just happiness, I think, in general. So it's, it's great that we've talked about that. It really is. Um, you mentioned just briefly there, crypto. Um, I would be amiss not to ask you about that because I, I know a lot of uh, a lot of our listeners are really interested in crypto. And so I wonder if you could just briefly tell us, coach, you know, where are you are? How heavily involved are you in crypto at the moment? And have you got any advice for investing in cryptocurrencies at the moment in the current market that we're in at the moment? Oh. Absolutely. I would love to talk about that. So what, so what's manifested the last 16 years? So, you know, I went into corporate America, became an executive at a bank, learned the banking system at a very deep level, started to go through a great awakening. I left banking. So I understand banking at a very deep level. And so let's talk about the macroeconomics of cryptocurrency. And then I'll tell you my style of investing. And this is not financial advice, you know, and I always say, I always say, don't trust a word I say, trust the feeling and vibration it creates and act accordingly. So I'll share with you exactly what I'm doing. So basically I look at the world as a macroeconomics, right? In the 1900s, before the 1900s, those who owned the land were the richest people in the world, right? And then in the 1900s in the progressive area, the people who started to build on that land, build the buildings, the gas, the oil became the richest people in the world. Well, whether people believe it or not, we are moving into the fifth industrial revolution, right? Fourth and fifth industrial revolution, which is quantum. It is computing. It is data. And so there's never been a time like this in human history. I'll repeat this. There's never been a time like this in our living human history to take advantage of the biggest shift in an economic system. 
So just take out cryptocurrency for a second. You're moving from web 2.0 to web 3.0. The way that your computer communicates with the financial system is going to change. You can't go into a new financial system with the new internet. You can't. You can't go into web 3 with the old SWIFT system. So what I started to see while I was in banking as an executive is that there's this great awakening happening in the banking sector. We've printed money into oblivion, right? You can't keep printing money. We're in a debt-based society since 1971. You can't keep this Ponzi scheme going. So the fact is we have to have a new monetary system. The trick is as in a cryptocurrency investor or a technology investor in this new quantum system is picking the right cryptocurrencies. The number one are going to be here to stay. Number two, that have real world utility. And number three, have real leadership teams behind them. That's really important to understand. So how do I do my investing in crypto? So I'm a fundamental Warren Buffett style investor in crypto. I invest in them as if they're software, right? So let's take out the coins. Let's take out the actual company. I look at it as a software. I say to myself, as I look at this cryptocurrency, is it providing Providing, excuse me, is it providing a real world solve? If it's providing a real world solve and I can actually research the leadership team and I understand, know, like, and trust them, I invest long-term. I don't trip, I buy the dip. And as it goes up, I dollar cost average out of the market and then I re-back buy into the market. And so cryptocurrency to say I'm involved is probably an understatement. I'm heavily involved in cryptocurrency. But as we move into this new quantum financial system, I'm also really diversifying cryptocurrency. I have multiple companies, I have equity, multiple companies, but I truly believe that the top companies and the top high paying jobs, if you want to be in a just over broke, I don't recommend that, but the just over broke system job, right, are going to be cryptocurrency, information, which is going to be a new education system, would be online information, right? And then people who are in the tech sector or in the software sector are going to be some of the top careers in the world. Now, what we have to understand too, is that we are literally, Jerome Powell, the head of the Federal Reserve says we are coming back to a new economy leveraged towards technology. So here's what I think about. I just traveled to Peru. On my way back from Peru, I was in Austin, uh, Houston, Texas, and I was going into these places in the airport. There is no cashier. You're literally buying stuff you're literally the cashier. There was no cashier. You grab your items. So people have to wake up to the fact that number one, the middle class is going to get wiped out. This is not a scare tactic, but warriors, you have to understand that the middle class, the way we do business is going to get wiped out. Retail stores are going to be wiped out. This is going to be a change in your economic system. We went from hotels to Airbnbs. We're going from taxis to Ubers. We're going from regular banking to decentralized finance. Can you see where it's going? It's going to a peer-to-peer network. So those of us who are invested in the new software and technology are going to be the richest people in the world. And I always tell people, stop being an armchair quarterback. Everybody talks about the nefarious and this person, the 1%. Well, then stop complaining about it and become the new 1% and change the narrative. So that's where I come at it from a spiritual investing background. Instead of complaining about Bill Gates and these people and what they're doing with the life is none of my business. What I can do is I can come up with the resources through the wealth system, right? And change the narrative. That's what I'm basically doing. So I'm heavily invested in crypto. Um, I'm really big into the banking type cryptos. A lot of people are like against that type of stuff. But, you know, I think there's a big narrative around our banking system. I know that our whole banking system is going to be different by 2025. So I spent a lot of time in the banking sector type cryptos, which is distributed ledger technology. I'm very bullish on Ethereum. Ethereum, people don't realize with consensus is so deep in the banking system. Um, I'm, you know, we're, we own a company called Phoenix Crypto Assets, which where we created mutual funds around uh, the metaverse, uh, gaming tokens, and helping people get low barrier to entry into those spaces. Um, so my recommendation to people, if you're not a day trader, which I'm not a day trader, is finding fundamental cryptos. 
holding them long-term, not letting any, any influencer like me or creator fudge you in or fudge you out of the market. Okay. Stay strong with your fundamental cryptos dollar cost average in that's buying at the same time, maybe weekly or monthly and not worrying about the market being up or down, have an exit plan as the market goes up, exit the market at certain points as it goes up. So you don't get caught at the top and come collapsing back down. When it goes down, don't, don't jump out of your cryptocurrency, buy more, right? And so if you just don't trip, buy the dip, right? You dollar cost average out on the way up. You have fundamental cryptocurrencies. Because let's think about Warren Buffett. He's one of the top investors in the world. Warren Buffett is not staring at the stock market every day. He invests in, in companies that people like Coca-Cola. He knew people are going to be addicted to Coca-Cola. Why is his number two investment Apple? Because he knows we're all addicted to our phones. I'm sure he's not addicted to his phone. He's not that type of guy, right? He knows what's going to be here for the long term. And he invests in the companies and the leadership teams. He also is number one stock uh, bank holder in Bank of America, right? We know Bank of America is connected to Ripple, DL distributed ledger technology. So my brain really works in a futuristic sense, right? Really understanding from that divine guidance of we're changing. I think we can agree with that. So if people don't understand that our whole world is changing, how you date, how you walk, how you talk, how you communicate, um, you and I, you're, you're in a totally different country. country. I've been on, I'm on like five Zoom calls a day now. My whole life has changed in the way I communicate. Okay. So yeah, I'm heavily in cryptocurrency, but I'm a fundamental investor, long-term investor, I invest in the software. It's not generally software. If I'm, if I, hopefully I'm explaining that correctly. I'm investing in the actual real world solve of the cryptocurrency in the long term. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And I think it's, I, I think you've just, you know, it's interesting because as you mentioned there, you, you, you've got experience in banking. I think it's 12 years experience as a banking executive. Have I got that right? Yes, yes. So I spent 12 years. So I was a banking executive for about five years of that. I graduated CBA executive banking school. So I went to an executive banking school to learn how to scale banks. So I have a very deep knowledge on the banking system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And coach, I just just one final uh, question on cryptocurrency. You mentioned there, you know, picking your fundamental, uh, picking your fundamental cryptocurrencies. What are your fundamental cryptocurrencies? <laughs> I love man. Yeah. I love this question. So I'm a huge, you guys know, if you watch my YouTube channel, I'm a huge XRP fan. Why? Because I understand the real world solve. So banks are getting crushed right now. Banks, there's three ways that banks make money, interest income, capital markets income, and fee income. All three of those for commercial banks are being crushed. They have to have distributed ledger technology. So XRP is one of my number one investments. XLM is my number is one of my number two holdings, right? They're about equal. Ethereum, I'm super bullish on Ethereum. You know, Ethereum's going to switch over to um, from is it proof of stake to proof of work or one or the other, right? Back and forth. One's one's mining intensive, the other one's not. So Ethereum is another one. CRO, crypto.com. They that leadership team is badass. And the barrier to entry is really important because my mom is in it. My mom still writes checks and she can operate on crypto.com. They are genius at the way that they created their barrier to entry. It's very easy to buy crypto on there. It's very easy to transfer their customer service is great. So we got XRP, XLM, Ethereum, CRO. And I would say my next one that I probably want to mention is Block, which is a gaming token. Um, that's one that's really moved up high on my radar. A um, couple other ones that I'll throw out there that are not my biggest investments, but I am dollar cost averaging is Quant, QNT, which is very important. That is where I was talking about the web. Once I realized what they did, web 2.0 to web 3.0, those systems can't communicate with each other. So you need something that allows them to communicate with the networks. Quant allows Web 2.0 and Web 3.0 to come together. So that gives you a specific example of how I research the technology and the real world solve before I invest in it. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. Okay, great. 
I mean, we've we've touched on a lot today. Um, you know, from from you know overcoming rock bottom to business and cryptocurrencies. I've got time for one final question. Um, and so I'm going to ask you if you had 30 seconds to give your 10 year old child one final piece of advice, and this is all they have left, all of all that you've taught them, you know, you've got 30 seconds, but what's it going to be? So what I would say to my son is that let God, which is love be your North star. So the mirror is your biggest coach. If you can look in the mirror every single night and say, you are right with God or love and you know what's right or wrong. The mirror is your biggest coach. Every single day, son, look in the mirror and ask yourself, was I good to people? Did I do the right thing? And did I make the right decisions? Nothing else will matter. As long as you're right with God, however that shows up for you, it could be love, it could be Buddha, Allah. I love everybody. But I would say to my son, the mirror is your biggest coach. Do not look outside of yourself. Look inside of yourself to find the great I am. That's awesome. And on that note, guys, we'll leave it there. Coach JV, live from Arizona in the USA. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Irish Tech News Podcast. Thank you, brother. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Irish Tech News Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and got something from it, please don't be afraid to share it across your favorite social media channels. I look forward to seeing you again next time. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News Podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news on Facebook facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News on LinkedIn linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news on Instagram instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE and on TikTok tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News